This is a special edition of the Law Enforcement Today Show, broadcasting from Washington, D.C. at the Federation for American Immigration Reform's annual Hold Their Feet to the Fire Radio Row event. I'm one of about 70 radio shows here, and we're doing it from the top floor overlooking the U.S. Capitol building outdoors, so you hear background noise, you hear traffic noise, you hear lots of people in the background. And we are here talking about the American immigration crisis, the border crisis, how people are impacted by it. So enjoy the special episode of the Law Enforcement Today Show. Welcome to the Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired police sergeant. For the latest news articles and much more, check out our website, letradioshow.com. In the Law Enforcement Today show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, first responders, their families, their community, and victims of horrendous crimes. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Our page is Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Check out the daily articles on our website, letradioshow.com. And while you're there, download our free app. The Breakout app is an audio networking platform and social networking app all in one. Breakout lets users listen in on live conversations or be a part of the conversation. Get it free with versions for iPhone and Android devices. You can download the app for free at the App Store and Google Play. Be sure to follow John J. Wiley, the Law Enforcement Today Radio Show and Podcast. Use the profile at LET Radio Show or you can download the app for free at letbreak.com. This is a special edition of the Law Enforcement Today Radio Show and Podcast. We are at the Federation for American Immigration Reform's Feet to the Fire Radio Row event. We're broadcasting from 400 North Capitol Street on the roof. That's actually uh, covered. We got a little wind. You're going to hear some ambient noise, uh, which is A-OK with me. And we are one of 66 radio shows invited. This is our third year being here. And we're one of a handful of nationally syndicated shows. Joining us today, we have... Joe Beth and John Ladd, they're Arizona cattle ranchers, which I'll be honest with you, I'm a city slicker. I know nothing about cattle ranching. And all I know about cattle ranching is what I see on TV, and I suspect that's not even remotely close to the truth. Depends on what show you watch. Well, is it like, see, my, my wife back in the day used to watch Dallas. Didn't they have some ranching in there? Yeah, that, that didn't. It ain't like, like that? It's not, no. You don't look like the glamorous type. <laughs> You no, and your wife don't look like you've got like thousand dollar stetson hats on and uh, no. thirty thousand dollar boots and driving Lamborghinis. No, we're we're pretty basic. How long have you been cattle ranching? My family's been on the border for one hundred twenty seven years. So you've got a lot invested. This isn't just a business. That's right. And people love to categorize that you all are filthy rich and uh, you should be able to absorb some loss. We'll talk about some of that going on. But I watch Yellowstone, and I and I see this, and I go, I never knew the amount of demands financially put on ranchers and farmers. I never knew. Yeah. Granted, I get my beef from a grocery store. I don't know the first thing about it. Yeah. Before we talk about the border and how that's impacting your business, there's so many things that are negatively impacting what you do and your family's heritage. What is, what's the biggest concerns besides the border, which we will talk about? Well, if, if they're going to try and get rid of fossil fuels, that's going to put us out of business. How are you going to do that? I have no idea. I guess we'll have to go back to horses and wagons and plows and get you, rid of our bulldozer and pickup. You'll be riding around in uh, pickup trucks, is that what you think? I mean, uh, horseback again? Yeah. 
Now, with we the ride right now. The lasso yeah, and all that we, stuff? We, we still use horses, but it's a lot easier to get in the truck and go somewhere. You know, I visited other countries, and the, the, the one country my grandparents came from was Ireland, and they use a lot of border collies for, yeah. for sheep, but they also use ATVs. Yeah. So the, the bigger the operation, you, you're so dependent on fuel and fuel costs. And by the way, don't even get me started on the, the climate change people. Oh, that, yeah. I have not understood, and I, I'm part of my rant, I've not understood the logic behind methane gas and cows when we had so many buffalo running the country. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, volcanoes emitting carbon, all that, I, I don't, I don't get yeah. it, but I don't claim to be a scientist. Well, there are a lot more people than cows, so where do you think most of the methane gas comes from? I think most of it comes from right down the street in, in <laughs> uh, the Capitol building. Which well when, said. Yeah. When we pulled up, I, I saw that it was like sealed off and, uh, you know, back in other areas like Florida where you, you got to tent your house for bed bugs and yeah. termites. And I was thinking, I hope they're going to seal it up to get rid of leeches and parasites and people that yeah. blow nothing but you know what. There you go. I like it. Because there no, seems to be no answers coming from there. So fuel no. cost is a big issue. Taxation, is that an issue for you as well? Not so far. Uh, Arizona's been pretty good about taxes. But, you know, who knows what this guy's going to do with, with his repatriation plan or whatever. It, you know, it, it, if they raise taxes very much, it'll put everybody out of business. Well, I thank God for our governor, uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida, because yeah, a lot you, of you a lot of businesses would be closed and out of business if it wasn't yep. for no, he's, his he's action. He's a good man. Let's talk about the the, the red herring, the, the border crisis. Now, this is not new. You're around my age. This has been going on forever. My biggest beef is, before we get into specifics, is politicians lying to us, acting like it's no big deal, and punishing customs and Border Patrol people that did Absolutely. nothing wrong. Yep. Uh, I have a big issue with being lied to by so-called elected politicians. Yeah, the, the, this administration has hamstrung Border Patrol. And, and you know, we depend on Border Patrol and our sheriff. But the, the agents at, at our station, the Brian Terry Station in Naco, Arizona, I, my hat's off to them. They, they are more diligent and doing everything they can to catch everybody they can and contrary to this administration's philosophy is turn your back and let them come and that's just the, the people aspect not everybody's coming here is coming for a better way of life i get that's, that that's right. i really do uh, i'm a grandson of immigrants uh at, no one here very few people were born here their families right. they come from somewhere else so i get that part of it yeah but what doesn't seem to be reported is the amount of uh, of narcotics trafficking is coming across the border the yep. amount of not just human trafficking but terrorists weapons the amount of violence yeah that everything's being controlled by the cartels sure it's not being controlled by the united states government it's controlled by criminal organized groups in another country yep if an, if an army from another country did what they did, it'd be an act of war. Well, I just don't get it. Well, Abbott declared them a terrorism organization, the governor from Texas. Yeah. And that that is exactly what they are. But here's the truth. I've, I had uh, a couple DPS on my show. We've been on the air for since 2017. And one of them was shot across the, the Rio Grande border from Mexican forces. And they don't know to this day who shot him. And he's got permanent nerve damage yeah. in his leg. Uh, these kind of incursions happen all the time, and yeah. it's not just—it's not just people migrating. It's organized crime groups, and it's also 
I hate to say it, some of their military and police groups are thoroughly corrupt. And have been forever. Forever. The majority of them are. So how are we going to declare war on terror groups that are cartels that's in the country? Well, we could do it, but this administration, they're bringing them all in here for humanitarian reasons. The reality is the border is not about immigration. The border is about smuggling. Right. The more you smuggle, the more power and money you have, and that's where we're at now. Um, we, in, down on our ranch, we, we have a third of Border Patrol's responsible area. The cartel's making $3 million a day on human smuggling. I wish I made 10% of that a day. Yeah, Wouldn't that it, be nice? It's just unbelievable. And you're like Dallas cattle farmers, so you don't make 10% of that amount every day, do you? No. No. <laughs> I'm getting looks from your wife like, well, that's what people think. They have this idea that everybody who's a cattle rancher or a sheep herder or whatever might be, a farmer, is somehow the enemy and the culprits. And they're not the ones that are creating the problems. You said yeah. your family's been doing this for how many years? 127. And if the, the ranch, I sound like I should have a how down when I say that. The ranch has been hand down. Handed down from family member to family member to family member. Right, right. Before we go to break, is there a concern that the next generation of your family will not get the ranch? <laughs> no. That, no. Okay. That, that's already taken care of. So this Yellowstone thing is not a concern. No. That's That's a t- made-for-TV thing. Right. That's a whole Kevin Costner yeah. imaginary world thing. <laughs> i got to tell you, before we go to break, my favorite character on that show, do you watch it? Yeah, once in a while. Yeah. Okay, my favorite character is Kelly. Is is the Kelly Riley who plays? I can't remember her her name, but she's the daughter, and she is. Okay, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> she like, is yeah. a okay. pistol. Right. This is the Law Enforcement Today show. Return a conversation with the lads in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you wondering where you can find more great podcasts? Head to letradioshow.com, click Be Heard, and discover other fantastic podcasts like this one. Also available on our free app, all at letradioshow.com. There was social media, and then there was social audio. Now the Breakout app combines the best of both. Best of all, the Breakout app is free with versions for iPhone and Android devices. You can download the app for free at the App Store and Google Play, or you can download for free at www.letbreak.com. John discovered a cool new app, and he just can't put it down because it has millions of great podcasts, including Law Enforcement Today. So now you can listen anytime, anywhere, and also chat with John. It's called Podopolo. It's free on either app store, so join John there. Follow Law Enforcement Today and DM John when you do. That's Podopolo. Download it now. This is a very special episode of Law Enforcement Today's show. We are broadcasting from the rooftop of 520, I'm sorry, 400 North Capitol Street. The hotel is at 520 North Capitol Street. We're overlooking the Capitol building, which don't even get me started on that. We are rooftops, so you're going to hear ambient noise. You'll hear fans. You'll hear winds. There's a lot of wind. The weather is a little bit sketchy here today, but I think it all adds to the ambience. It's it's kind of a nice change 
from the, the sterile environment of the radio studio where I normally do the show. Joining us, we have Joe Beth, who's uh, over here being quiet because only have a microphone, and her husband, John Ladd. They're Arizona cattle ranchers. Uh, they've been on the border, their cattle ranch, for more than 100 and some odd years. And we've talked about some of the stresses and strains and the mistruths that are perpetuated by the media about ranchers. Uh, so we talked about fuel cost, how that's impacting you. What we haven't talked about is the border crisis, right. how that's impacting you, what the news would have you believe. And it depends on which, which side of the aisle you lean on, but one would say it's out of control, it's horrible, and the other would say it's no big deal, or the, the president say it's under control, the border's closed. I've had customs people, I've had border patrol people on, I've had many people on, and they talk about the demands and how hard it is to get people there, but one voice we've not heard from are the ranchers. How close to the border is your ranch? Our south fence is the border, and our house is a mile and a quarter north of the international boundary. How much of an impact does this have on your daily life? Well, it controls it. Uh, I spend half my time fixing, repairing, checking gates, water, fences. Um, when we were talking about value, that, that ranchers are notorious for land rich and cash poor. Yeah. But our ranch is worth half as much as it was today as it was in 1983 because it's on the border. Really? Really. The values dropped that. Yeah. So you're obviously not in Florida where I live, where everything's gone. It's right. crazy. Yeah. Or as they say, cray-cray. Yep. Well, that you know that that is directly because of the border. Well, we talk about fixing fences. I have this romanticized vision in my mind. <laughs> I'm going to go back to television now, John. So please bear with me. If the guy's on the horse and he's whistling, he's got that piece of straw hanging yeah. out of his mouth, and everything's great, and he's repairing fences. How much does it cost you, and how, how how often do you have to do this? Well, I got a fixed fence every day, uh, and it costs about two dollars of material to fix a cut fence. Uh huh. But it takes you two and a half hours to get there, and that that's the big deal. And and what I do now is I just fix our perimeter fence, keep cattle off of a highway. Right. Uh, that's my liability. If they get on the highway and somebody hits them. But I don't fix any interior fence. I'm done. I, I can't do it. When when we start rounding up to sell in the fall, we start at one end of the ranch and go to the other end. Used to be we had nine pastures. We could move cows closer to the headquarter. Right. Took us seven days. Takes us four months to do it now. So this is all about, not the human aspect. I don't want to dehumanize this. The, the financial aspect on you and your family. Yeah. The, the one thing you and I have that we can't place is time. That's right. Uh, when I was younger, I didn't value time the way I do now. Right. So to have to go take two and a half hours to get to a section repair fence. Yeah. And then two and a half hours back. That's that's just a, a ten minute job. Sure. That's five and a half, five hours and twenty minutes. You'll never get back that's of your right. life. That's right. And it, I you know I've been doing that every day for at least twenty seven, eight years, and it. it the amount of water that we've lost. It, <clears throat> the last Friday, I lost twenty thousand gallons of water overnight. They broke a pipe on one of our storage tanks, and drained it. That, that happens all the time. Then uh, that takes three days to pump that tank back up for my cattle. Twenty thousand gallons, and was it broken on purpose? Is it oh, vandalism? Yeah. yeah, they're no, they're trying to get a drink. So these are people. You, you ever ask yourself this question? These people are walking 
thousands of miles through the Sonoran Desert, other areas, hostile territory. Uh, they're paying lots of money to escape so-called community where they live, where there's no opportunity to get a better opportunity. How bad must it be in their countries that, that, that people will risk all that? And then in our country, my concern is for our country, the amount of the cost to you and your family, and it's not just you, it's everybody oh, along yeah. that area. Yeah. Well, it, number one, it, the, the people that are coming up from Mexico, they're riding buses. They're getting to the border town. Then from there, the cartel takes over. They gear them up with their camo, their carpet shoes, baklavas, give them a cell phone, get their money, or become indentured servants. And then they have to walk three miles to get to the highway through me. Once they get to the highway, they get picked up by American citizens that come down from Phoenix. $2,500 a head, load up in my car, I drive you back to Phoenix to a safe house. From there, you're distributed. That That's the hub for the rest of the country. So everybody's making money except you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the amount of people that come through daily, do you have an estimate of, of what kind of foot traffic there is coming through your property and areas around you? Well, it, it, the last two years, Border Patrol's catching 100 a day on us, and, and they're at a 34% apprehension rate. And then they're catching 100 a day. And how... How hard must it be to be a Border Patrol agent doing that and to be it's, so understaffed? First of all, they have such a hard time getting any of your work in law enforcement nowadays. Oh, yeah. But these people are coming down and they might be from Philadelphia, they might be from Boston, and they're coming down here, they're not making a lot of money, and they have to live in mobile homes a long ways away from their friends and family. It's not it's not an attractive thing for a lot no, of people. It, and it, that That's why I admire what the Border Patrol has done the last couple of years. They're committed. We took an oath, and by God, we're going to fulfill it. What's the hardest thing for you, your family, other cattle ranchers, other uh, people in your industry about this that people don't hear about? Well, it, probably the, the, the biggest emotional deal. We've had 16 dead bodies on the ranch that I know about. And, and when you find a dead person on your ranch, it, it, it affects you. Mm-hmm. you know, and I, yeah, uh, we've we've had two this year, and I'm not near. I, I mean, that's just the way it is. But y- y- you'll never get over it. No, you don't. And yeah, you know, the the smell of a human body is not like any other dead animal that you've ever been around. And I, and you would certainly know that. Look, there are certain smells uh, from decomposing bodies. We got police work and, and hot houses yeah. that you that they stick with you and they stay with you and we carried cans of Lysol all that stuff we sprayed yeah. ourselves nothing worked I know it but I, I think that's uh, probably the, the the most long lasting effect of what this border you, yeah we're not moving this is what we do next generation's in line but when you're putting up with this every day it's like why do we need to live like this in America do the politicians, I know they're right and answered this already, but I, I'd ask this. Did the politicians listen to you? Not not this last cycle. That We we have very little representation right now. Even locally? It, well, yeah, even locally. Um, we've got a couple of state representatives, but they're not in our district. 
they're, they're from Phoenix. And, you know, they listen to you a little bit, but, you know, the state isn't going to do anything. And they certainly probably don't have any really comprehension of being in Phoenix, what life is like where you're at. Yeah. And, you know, but, oh, well, I hear your pain and rub your head, but we don't have anybody from Washington down here that, that, that during Trump's administration, we had a lot of support and representatives, congressmen, senators. As soon as this administration's here, none of them show up. I had uh, some sheriffs on Cochise County, Arizona. How far is that from you? That's me. That's where you're at. And I, I think, say, they have 90 deputies to, to patrol like 6,200 square miles. That's that's Cochise County. And that the current administration, presidential administration, has not listened at all to the sheriffs, won't meet them. Uh, and I, 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 for one, am baffled. How can you, as part of the executive branch of government, have any comprehension of what's happening from the ground up if you don't listen? Well, the, Mark Daniels is our sheriff, and he was on the Homeland Security Committee for Trump. When Biden put Mayorkas in charge of that, they fired our sheriff. Yeah. He, he has the honor of being the first one fired first off. First one of, elected and fired. Uh, Joe Beth and John Ladd, thanks so much for being guests on the Law Enforcement Today show. I appreciate you. you coming in and shedding some light to realities of what's going on down there. Very, very much appreciated. Good deal. You had good questions. I'd like to thank our guests so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today radio show. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is a nationally syndicated radio show broadcast on numerous stations once a week and growing. If you enjoyed the podcast version of the show, please do me a big favor. Tell a friend. And if you're able, leave an honest review and or rating. I'll be back in just a couple days with a brand new episode of the Law Enforcement Today radio show and podcast. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya.